There's a new player in town, Wollongong City GWM Havel. Visit them for a test drive today. Welcome to Saturdays in the Gong on SEM Track. Uh, good on you, Elton. I wonder whether Elton's going to feature at the coronation tonight. <laughs> You'll be watching Matt Campbell Surely. glued to your television Can't set. Can't wait. Cannot wait Switch for all that. the sport off and watch the coronation. I'm, I'm sure Australia will be doing it. <laughs> <laughs> when I need to mass. sleep, I'll be on that. Absolutely. <laughs> Last year when we did Saturdays in the Gong, it seemed every Saturday morning we were here at the wonderful Wollongong Golf Club. It was pouring with rain mm-hmm. and the course was flooded. The weather has turned, hasn't it? We've had sunny morning after sunny morning so far this season. It's yeah, great. Yeah, it's been a classic. It's a classic Wollongong weather right now it's beautiful like it's just a bit of Christmas in the air water temperature is still amazing so this is my favorite time of the year did you say Christmas <laughs> crispness crispness <laughs> I can't I can't talk my tongue gets tied yeah, off totally Wollongong Golf Club our fantastic hosts we're also here thanks to Impact Garage Doors impacting homes for 20 years impactgaragedoors.com.au the Illawarra Mercury of course and Wollongong City Motors GWM Havel visit them for a test drive today and there's a new supporter of this great show. I'm pleased to announce that it is Eyeball Racing. Matt Campbell and myself, Matt Russell, we love our racing. We're experts at finding very slow racehorses. Yes. We, we are master that field. Luckily, Joe Eyeball from Eyeball Racing prepares some very fast ones. And he's joining us here at the Wollongong Golf Club. Joe, welcome to SEN. Thanks for backing Saturdays in the Gong. Yeah, thanks for having me. Good to be here. Well, I tell you, we have been to this golf club now for two years, but we've also been to the Illawarra Turf Club mm-hmm. many, many times. Uh, we want to know your story. Where, where where did you come from now to be now based at Kembla Grange? Yeah, so it's a bit of a roundabout story. So I actually spent my teen years here in Wollongong with my family, went to school here, and then went off to Wagga Wagga, went to university, studied there, and then eventually found my way into to horse training and then worked my way back to Wollongong. So the plan was to always be, be based at Kembla Grange, but I felt that I needed to learn a bit, get a good grounding before I tested myself against the better quality trainers here. So five years in Maria, five years in Canberra, and now we've been back in the gong for about a year and a half. You know the south coast of New South Wales, or southern New South Wales very well. Wagga Wagga, Maruya, Canberra, back to the gong where you were schooled. So welcome back. And and what was it about horse training that got you involved in, in that field? Uh, that's a, a life my, my father was a trainer. Uh, I've always had racehorses in the family, so um, I don't think my parents were too keen on me being a horse trainer, but it was a foregone conclusion for an early part of my life, so I, I was always going to do it. And, and uh, yeah, so at what point did you think I'm going to be a horse trainer? I always wanted to be one. Um, my parents pushed hard for me to become a vet. So okay. I went off to university and studied two years, and I thought, I can't do another five years of this. Uh, <laughs> left there, went and got a job with Gate Waterhouse in Sydney. And I think at the end of my first morning, I rang my, my dad and I said, this is what I'm going to be doing. So, what was Gay like to work with? Uh, sensational. Yeah, th- those high-achieving people, when you work with them, you really get an understanding and appreciation of what makes them great. And it, they just have an uncanny knack on picking up on little things and their attention to detail. That's why they're at the top of their field. Do you look at something out of your time with Gay that still serves you well now? Was there a key saying, a key lesson that came out of spending time under uh, the Queen of Australian Racing? I think the main thing is she just she 
puts everything into her horses and her staff, and she wants everything to be as good as it can be. And I think that's how you have to approach it. You, you can't do anything by half. Everything, you know, if you're going to do it, do it 100%. Yeah, the interesting thing for me about horse training that, that I guess the, the general punter wouldn't understand is just how intense and how how close like the the reality of having a horse is you know we we see it week in week out when we're we're betting normally on mm. the one that's losing and gets <laughs> gets the photo comes back and that's not my horse but that millimeters um between winning and losing um and then all the effort that goes into the behind the scenes to get it to that stage now i, I guess talk to us a little bit about how do you build a, a competitive racing team when it comes to being a horse trainer yeah it's it's a lot of time and a lot of effort. You you have to make sure that you, you maintain your focus. The horses, they can't tell you what's going on with them or how they're feeling. So a lot of horse training is trying to understand the horse and how they're feeling. Uh, obviously, conditioning and, and feeding the horse and making sure that they're as happy and healthy as possible. But I think for me, being hands-on, being with the horses as much as I can, that's my competitive edge. And yeah, you, you have to love it because it's all-consuming. It's 24-7 every day of the year. So. It's something you can't go into and think, oh, I'll have a dabble at this. You really have to love it. We're speaking with Joe Eibel from Eibel Racing. You brought your racing manager, Tim Delios, down. Tim, great to see you here, as well as he salutes off microphone. They say never work with animals or children, but to touch on a point that Maddie was relating to a moment ago, uh, I imagine working with animals is very, very rewarding, but very, very frustrating. Almost like being a childcare uh, mm. operator, dealing with two-year-olds at times. It's exactly what it is. I was having this, this conversation with Tim Barrow at Wagga yesterday, actually, and he said the same thing. I said, he said, what's it like? And I said, well, you imagine a toddler. They can't tell you exactly what's wrong with them, but you have to just try and figure it out through trial and error and, and understanding them. So, yeah, it's, it's pretty much dealing with, with the children, yeah. It's a big effort to be in Wagga Wagga for the Gold Cup Carnival and make the long haul back last night to be here this morning. How was your Wagga Wagga Gold Cup Carnival experience? Enjoyable, as always. It's a great carnival. Uh, we took a couple of runners down. They didn't go as expected, um, but that's racing. You know, we, we went there thinking we had a couple of winners. I think we came away with a fifth and a sixth, but we'll be back again next year. It's one of the highlights of the year for sure. Why did you move from Canberra, where you were most recently operating, to Kembla Grange? Uh, to test myself, I think, you know, I, I want to be at the top of my field and I've been working gradually back towards Sydney and, and the better racing. Uh, we want to attract better horses and, and really make a good go of it. And I think Kembla's really well placed where it is, great facility, perfect weather, um, and it's home for me, so it's a homecoming as such, but, but also just wanting to target those races in Sydney on a Saturday more often. Well, it's interesting you say that. Like, what, what we've seen over the last few years um, in, in the Kembla Grange down here in the Gong is that we've, we're seeing a move, a shift from the Sydney trainers to push a lot of their horses down to this area just for those, those little bits of runs, the bits and pieces they need from, for, for, for their stars. And, and we're seeing more and more of the Waller horses here, Gay Waterhouse's horses. It's, uh, it's a real breeding ground down here I think now to be part of that city environment um, being so close so yeah, it's, good it's only getting close. it's only getting closer, isn't it? Mm. But with with road improvements, you know, you can you can make the trip much easier than you you once could. I want to go through a few rapid fire questions so listeners get to know Joe Eibel from Eibel Racing. How old are you, mate? Thirty three. Okay, so you're a spring chicken in the in the racing world. Really, there wouldn't be too many horse trainers aged just over thirty, right? You'd be one of the younger ones. One of the younger ones, yeah. 
yeah, but um, there's certainly some good young trainers around. Absolutely, we love that. We love that. How many horses currently do you have in work? Uh, we've got 22 in work currently. Okay, and, and the size of your team, Joe? How many uh, you got at Eyeball Racing? There's you, we've spoken about Tim. Who, who else is involved there? Uh, we've got three track work riders, which they're essential. They're, they're great staff members, and we've got another three or four that help out with the groundwork, the, the grooming of the horses and cleaning of stables. How often do you find yourself onto the back of a horse? Very, very rarely. <laughs> <laughs> but, but on the occasions you do, you hold on for groom life and say, off you go. That's it. Yeah, I'm, I'm not much good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, very good. And, and since making the move, has it been what you expected it to be? Uh, the beginning was very tough. We, we moved. We had a plan to move here first week of July, uh, and it was just as the COVID lockdown came in. So that was, that was tough, moving a team of 20 horses, a family, our life in the middle of a lockdown mm -hmm. and then I think it rained for the first nine months we were here <laughs> everything flooded everything was wet uh, but the last 12 months has been fantastic <laughs> it's been uh, everything that I hoped for so you are the head trainer you got your racing manager Tim Delios here you have to have a pretty good relationship what's the how long do you two go back uh, known each other about five or six years Tim bought a share in a horse with me and he turned up at the races one day and yeah. Yep. Rest is history. That's it. Yep. Were, were you in Canberra then or Maruya? Canberra. Okay. Yep. So how long did you spend training out of Maruya? Five years at Maruya. And and how long at Canberra? Five years there. Too. Okay. And you'll be here for 55 years. That's, Hopefully. That's, that's okay, plan, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah. Very well, hang on. I'm doing the math in my head now. <laughs> You're only 33. So 23 when you first started? 21. 21. 21. Wow. Okay. And, and what, was, what was the reaction from other people in the industry when you get a 21-year-old embarking on his, his horse training career? Um... I mean, everyone's very sceptical. Uh, <laughs> of course. And, and probably with justification. I mean, I was very green around the ears when I started. and I look back at how I trained horses then and, and how I do it now, and things have certainly changed. And you know, I had some horses back then. I wish I had them now because I would have done a lot better job with them. But you have to start somewhere, and you know, I'm, I'm very happy with the path that I've taken. Is it very much that way when, you t when you're training horses? Do you have to learn on the job? Like, obviously... You know, you've you've been around the best. You've you've you take as much as you can out of that. But I assume that, like a toddler, there is no set rules on each individual horse about the way that you have to prepare them and train them to get the best out of them. Like, is it very much a a feel from your end that are there similarities between uh, certain horses as you've now got a bit more experience? Yeah, I think so. As you build up that mental database, the number of horses that come through, you can certainly pick up on things a lot quicker. Uh, but it's the sort of sort of pursuit where you're always learning something new all the all the time. Nothing's ever the same. But you know, you definitely need that experience. And yeah, it's something that can't be taught from a book. You just have to be hands on it and be involved. I'm fascinated by the personalities, the different personalities that horses have. And when I speak to my family about my very limited involving involvement in horse racing, a lot of them think that a horse is a horse. But but of course that's not the case. You've got a, a range of personalities like humans, right? And, and working out their personalities and what works for them must be a trick of horse training. Is that accurate? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, each horse, they're complete individuals. No, no horse is the same. You have to tailor their programming, their feeding, um, even the time that you work them. Some horses like to work in the dark, some in the light, <laughs> uh, you know, inside another horse, outside another horse. Yeah, it's wet tracks, soft tracks, everything's different. Every horse is different. And I think that's the key to to unlocking a horse's potential is understanding the horse and, and doing what's best for them. And you get the placid ones, you get the absolutely crazy ones, you get the highly strung ones, the relaxed ones, etc, etc. And then if I use my punters club as an example, we've got a very small share in a horse being prepared by the Eustace Mar Stables. That was before we heard of Eyeball Racing, quite obviously. <laughs> and we've had this horse uh, have 
bone bruising, so have to spend six months out and get full body scans. We've had to geld him because he's more interested in the fillies than, than actually concentrating <laughs> on pre, pre-preparation. Uh, we've got him being lazy when it comes to work. There are this long list of problems when it comes to getting a horse to a track. When you get to your first race, you've really won already. That, that's where you've won. Is that, is that accurate? Yeah, definitely. Getting the horse to the races is a big achievement. If they can win a race, that's even better. Yeah. Um, so... Yeah, you see a lot of these horses go through the sales and make a lot of money, but 60% of those that go through the sales make the track. So there's, there's a lot that yeah. don't actually make it. So, yeah, getting the horse there is, is a big thing, and getting one that can win is even better. But, yeah, we, but we don't want to turn people off, Matty, do we? Because no, this, not this at all. Is, this is, I found it's this exciting. exciting, rewarding, uh, money well spent. Mm. Uh, it's, it, it, and, and I want to tap into that with Eyeball Racing. If people want to get involved with, with racehorse ownership, or it doesn't even have to be ownership, I imagine, they can get involved with Eyeball Racing in, in a number of ways. Tell yeah. us how. That's it. That, that's what we want people to understand is to come and enjoy the, the full experience instead of just watching a horse race on TV, come to the stables, meet the horse, watch it work, see its daily routine uh, and just get to know the animal. And we like to do a lot of functions with our owners as well away from the racetrack and just create a community around it. I think that's more important and we're, we're selling an experience. So we want everyone to have an enjoyable time and and really get involved. And, and my mind ticks as you say that, even if there were people listening in the Illawarra who said, I can't afford to own a racehorse, but I, but I love the industry, I, I like getting to know the people, they could come down and shake your hand and say, do you mind if I spend 10 minutes looking around? I imagine you'd say, no dramas, and let them know, that, well, you know what horses you've got running each week so they can be quasi racehorse owners, get to know the Eyeball Racing team and get to follow their horses each weekend. That's it. That's exactly right. Building that community, just getting people to understand that they can... Yeah, be involved. You don't have to fork up the money, but come and enjoy it and, and be part of it. Yeah, it sounds so so exciting. Now, what's the excitement from your point of view? Obviously, you see when when we watch it on the on the TV on the weekends, you see the tri- uh, like the the owners jumping up and down and going crazy when a horse wins. How do you go from as a trainer? Like, what's is that the excitement? Is it is it is the excitement just getting the horses to the track, seeing what they've done in the preparation, or do you still get that real thrill when a horse gets over the line? Nothing beats a winner. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's, that's what we do it for to go past the post first. Uh, I don't know how many times we've won races, but the thrill is always the same. We, you know, whether it's a maiden at Maruya or a win in Sydney, it's the exact same. Uh, and I think that's that's the same for owners as well. If you can get a win, there's no feeling quite like it. Tell us about some of the better horses you've had, some of the winners you've had during your journey that, that uh, have pride a place in the trophy room, if I can put it that way. Yeah, probably my, my first good horse was a mare called Vision and Verse. I had her quite early in my career, and she won three races really quickly uh, at Hawkesbury and Kembla Grange, and she went and placed in Sydney. She unfortunately broke down, but uh, we've now got uh, a son of hers in the stable, a two-year-old colt, um, and he, he looks quite nice, so that's exciting. Unnamed? Uh, he has a name. He's named Jin Soku. Okay. Um, so mm. that's it's good. I've sort of reached this part of my career now where I can start to train the the progeny of good horses that I've had in the past. So he's one that we're really looking forward to. And what about some of the owners that you've you've dealt with? Am I right in thinking that Jerry Harvey had had an interest in eyeball racing? Yeah, he still does. Uh, we've got one horse for him at the moment. He's always had uh, a horse or two with us. And one of my better horses, Sepulka, was, was one of Mr. Harvey's, and she won seven races. We took her up to the Magic Millions race day and, and ran up there. She didn't do great, but we had a, a really good time. And 
Uh, what yeah. a vote of confidence that is to have Jerry Harvey, you know, like from Harvey Norman, a, a behemoth of the racing industry, saying, I, I believe in Joe Ibel enough to give you uh, a horse and some of my horses. Yeah, exactly. It's it's really good. And, and Jerry is a great supporter of the industry and especially uh, the younger people in the game. He gives everyone a, a go. And what about uh, aims and goals? Where will Ibel Racing go over the next 12 months, five years, 10 years? What's the dream, Joe? Uh, the dream is to be. Chris Waller. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, look, I, I don't like to cap my, my expectations. I want to be the best at what I do. So, you know, we're, we're starting from a, a small base, but so, so did he, so did Kieran Ma. You have to start somewhere, and I think I've given myself a good grounding and got a really good team around me now where we can just keep building and getting better year on year. Well, when you mention the, the team around you, what's Tim's worst habit? What's the worst part about having him with you in the stables day in, day out? Come on, dish the dirt, because I'm going to, in the ad break, get him to return fire. So off you go first. Uh, his worst habit is that he nags me a lot. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what you want the racing manager doing, don't you? Yeah, it's, it's, I mean, it's good, but sometimes I've had enough. <laughs> You'll come to blows yet, I hope. <laughs> no, no, any. No, okay, very good. Well, I'll tell you what, stay with us, Joe. We're going to take a quick break, then we're going to come back and talk more racing and more sport. You're listening to Saturdays in the Gong, now proudly backed also by Eyeball Racing. There's a new player in town, Wollongong City GWM Havel. Visit them for a test drive today. You're listening to Saturdays in the Gong on SEN Track.